Hello there. Welcome to my podcast. In this very special episode, I will be talking about the delicacy of Sichuan food. In the background, the music you are witnessing is originally from Sichuan Province. In any ordinary day in Sichuan, friends and family will congregate together in a local tea spot. They will sit down and enjoy a cup of oolong tea, which is what I am doing in this moment. That was delicious. Sichuan food is famous for its intense, spicy flavor. According to the Washington Post, author Tim Carman argues that Sichuan food is so much more than its spice. The notorious spicy Nanbin peppercorn has single-handedly pushed Sichuan food into the global arena. Westerners, however, Are familiar with the classic Sichuan dish, for example, kung pao chicken, where you can find at any Panda Express. What a joke! But in fact, the Sichuan cuisine features more than five thousand dishes, according to Chengdu's Vice Mayor Wang Jinling. There is a vigorous and booming food culture industry in the Sichuan Province, and the city have recently hosted its seventh international China's Food Festival, promoting Sichuan food to delegating to twenty-two countries. For people who don't know, red Sichuan peppercorn. Are not peppercorns at all. They are dried up citrus berries of the prickly ash tree, and they produce numbing sensation, unlike any other spices. Sichuan peppercorn contains a moniker called the hydroxy alpha sensco, which causes the numbing sensation on your tongue. In fact, the U.S. Banned the import of Sichuan peppercorn for nearly forty years because of the berry's potential to harbor canker disease that can devastate American citrus crops. It wasn't until two thousand and five that the U.S. Department of Agriculture lifted the ban. Now close your eyes and imagine that you're on an isolated foreign island, away from home. It's foggy and exceptionally humid. You go by the mountains. You see a wooden table and two wooden stools. On the table, there is a bowl, and in the bowl, there is some finely. Grounded peppercorn. You despise spice, but without any choice, you picked it up and tasted 
and you are overcome with the spicy numbness on the tongue. You put the bowl down and cursed at the spice. However, your body started to sweat. First, the forehead, then your entire body. Your body heats up, and you don't feel the coldness anymore. And now, what? Now, whenever the weather is damp and foggy, you automatically mix the peppercorn powder in all the food you cook. Now, the notorious spicy peppercorn has become a natural. Remedy for the cold and the weather. Excellent. Now we're in the Q and A section. I have one of my closest friend Emily with me, and I will ask her a, a few Sichuan cuisine questions. Hi, Emily. Hello. What is your relationship with Sichuan food? I probably only eat it once in a blue moon because, according to Chinese medicine, my bra my body is prone to heat, so I'm basically allergic to spicy food. I do like the numbing spiciness, and my favorite Sichuan dish is Xuan Cai Yu, which is boiled fish with pickled Chinese cabbage. Now, Emily. What about the Xuan Cai Yu do you like the most? I like the spiciness and the sourness mixed together, which is a, probably the best combination ever. What is your thoughts on Mapo Tofu or Granny's pork bun? I don't particularly like tofu. However, this dish、um, has a lot of spice in it. And flavor, so and is really good with rice. So, not a bad dish. I see. Thank you for the answer. When do you usually crave eating Sichuan food? Mainly in the winter because I love Sichuan hot pot. The spiciness in the soup helps warm up my body. Now, as I am aware, there's many types of Sichuan hot pot. Which do you have a preference hot pot type that you usually like, or is it just the general general hot pot out there? I just love hot pot in general. So, Japanese hot pot, Sichuan hot pot, Korean hot pot. I love. Okay, thank you. What is your least favorite Sichuan dish? My least favorite dish would be dan dan mian, which is、um, a noodle which is mixed with、um, the spiciness, which is also heavy with the strong nutty flavor, and I don't like it. So, probably be my least favorite dish. I see. Now, what is what is your take on oolong tea? Oolong tea,、um, it's 
different. Um, I like it. It actually has a very good health beneficial. It's really good to eat, drink it after you have a meal, especially like if you had an oily meal. It helps um, absorb um, some of the oil and it helps your digestive system. I see. Okay, final question, Emily. If you are too stuck with a specific type of cuisine for the rest of your life, what cuisine would it be? Ah,、uh, that's a very good question and also a very hard one. But I think I would have to choose Japanese. I just love Japanese food. I see. Well, thank you so much for your participation. Thank you for having me. Amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in to my first ever podcast. I hope you enjoyed my material. And I would like to take the time and give a special shout out to Professor Wenqiu for granting me this opportunity to produce my first podcast. And also shout out to my amazing guest Emily for being such a great sport. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you.